Hello, everybody. Welcome back to today's episode of the Chicago Sports Insider Podcast. Let's start today's episode off talking about the Blackhawks, who defeated the St. Louis Blues yesterday 3-2 in overtime with an overtime-winning goal from Alex DeBrinkett on a one-timer assisted by Patrick Kane on the two-on-one. So Hawks pick up a much-needed victory following their loss to Calgary. Hawks now in the year will go to 7-11-2. Blues will go to 10-7-3. Other goals scored by Hagel and Kara. Uh, Seth Jones with two points in this one with two assists. <clears throat> and then Hawks starter Kevin Lankinen has 23 saves on 25 shots. Uh, so Hawks picked up a pretty big win. They did have 27 shots on goal, so they won the shot battle in this one over St. Louis. Uh, so nice game from them. Uh, I feel like uh, no, the five-on-five five, five game overall was pretty strong. Uh, they spent more time in the offensive zone uh, during five-on-five, five, which was definitely a, uh, a big issue for them. I feel like their five-on-five five game has been uh, somewhat lacking for the past couple years here. They've been very often outshot in games. So uh, getting these, uh, these victories five-on-five five game, being able to get shots on net uh, was huge for them. The power play, however, has been terrible. Derek King, uh, since they've took over, since Derek King took over, they are one for twenty-eight on the power on the power play, which is very bad. Hawks were zero for three yesterday, so uh, they're currently twenty-second in the league in terms of power play percentage. Uh, they have converted on eleven of sixty-six of their power plays so far this year, so they've definitely had a lot of trouble with the power play so far. Very different from last season when the Hawks. Had one of the best power plays in the in the uh, NHL, so hopefully they're able to uh, to fix that as we keep going forward here. Uh, then uh, some line changes I felt like were huge for the Hawks, uh, and they moved around the top line, put Jonathan Taze, Hagel, and Kane on a line together. Um, no, then they moved. Uh, they placed forward Adam Gaudet on waivers, and uh, Dylan Strome, who was scratched again, uh, did not. No, still no. We didn't really see a, a big miss or a big loss, I guess, uh, from his presence in the lineup. <coughs> Sorry, uh, because Hendrik Borgstrom um, has you no know, didn't play a horrible game, but uh, still, I felt like uh, Hawks. You no, know, definitely you no know, moving around some of these lines. I felt was uh, you no know, was pretty smart by them, but still, um, I felt like. No, the lineups were the lineups were all right. Uh, no, there's some potential guys who I feel like uh, you know could be a uh, you no know, could be moved around a little bit more with the you know with the the movement of Adam Goddard on waivers. Uh, I feel like you no know, guy like Alex Nylander who spent his entire the entire season so far in Rockford uh, could def- could definitely be somebody who we could see uh, in the NHL pretty soon. Why Kalanuk was just recently uh, called up, and he had been doing pretty well in uh, he had been doing pretty well in Rockford rehabbing his injury, and um, I feel like you know we'll we'll see a little bit more out of him once he gets a little more healthy. But um, right now, I think the Hawks know those lineup changes. They did some good, but I feel like they also uh, they also sometimes just didn't really didn't really look all that great. Uh, then the Bulls defeated the Orlando Magic yesterday, one twenty three to eighty eight in Orlando. Uh, big game. From Zach Levine in this one, 21 points, 28 minutes. Kobe White came off the bench playing 24 minutes, put up 20 points. So a day after I made the uh, the uh, the post or the uh, the podcast talking about where I think Io Desumu should get a uh, better a bigger spot or a bigger chance in the rotation over Kobe White. Kobe White does goes out there and does that. Um, 
DeMar DeRozan also drops 23 in his 28 minutes. Magic go to 4-16 and 16 on the year. Bulls go to 13-7 and 7 on the season. Former Bull Wendell Carter Jr. had a nice game uh, in his 30 minutes. He had 10 rebounds, 2 assists, and 26 points. He was involved in the Nikola Vucevic, con- or the Nikola Vucevic trade at last year's trade deadline. Vucevic, in his 29 minutes, had 8 rebounds, 3 assists, and 16 points. Uh, still trying to work him back into the lineup after he had that stint with COVID. So uh, right now, uh, Bulls pick up a a, uh, victory that we all expected them to pick up. They'll have a tough game today. They'll be taking on the Miami Heat, who are 12 and 7. They're going to, that's going to be a tough game. They are going to be in Chicago for that one. Uh, The Bulls will be seeing Jimmy Butler return to Chicago. So uh, the Bulls are pretty solid, uh, not the Bulls, the Heat are a pretty solid defensive team. So um, no, I think it should be a pretty good defensive battle where I think, uh, I know some of the top, top scoring performers on both teams, no Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero, uh, and then no for the Bulls, Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan, those guys are going to be, you know, taking over. Those guys are going to be putting up, uh, are going to be, uh, you know, fighting, I guess, to, uh, to, you know, get points. It's going to be a tough game for the Bulls. It's probably one of their toughest tests of the year besides for the, uh, besides for the Golden State game. But, uh, really, I'm, uh, I'm pretty excited for this game. I think, it, I think it should be a nice, uh, nice look at where the Bulls are at right now. Uh, I think they'll be able to, you know, build some momentum off that victory over Orlando, even though it was a pretty meaningless victory since Orlando's so bad. Uh, still, I think if they're able to come in here or go to Chicago and beat the Heat, I think that would be huge for them. Uh, that game will be tonight at seven o'clock in Chicago. Uh, then the Hornets will be will be hanging to town on Monday. Uh, that one will also be in Chicago. Like I said, that's going to also be a pretty good game. As uh, the Hornets right now are uh, currently sitting near the top of the Eastern Conference, they're currently in fifth with a thirteen and eight record on the year. Uh, they've got some players who also are pretty dangerous as well. Lamelo Ball uh, has been very strong so far this year, so uh, I feel like you no, know, there's some, you no, know, there's there's a lot of uh, teams here. That I think the uh, the Hawks, not the Hawks, the Bulls will be uh, testing their their level of uh, of readiness against in the uh, in the coming upcoming weeks here. So. Bulls versus Heat tonight at 7 o'clock. Then the Hawks, in some recent news, they announced that forward Adam Gaudet has been claimed by the Ottawa Senators, so he will be heading to the Senators, uh, to the Senators pro team, or the uh, the majors, the uh, NHL team, I should say. Um, And Senators, since they are the worst team in hockey, they had first dibs on Gaudet, and they were able to claim him. So if Gaudet had gone unclaimed, he would have uh, gone right to the AHL in Rockford, but they've chosen to uh, to claim him. So hopefully Adam Gaudet is able to uh, to capture some of that that um, I guess that uh, potential that he he never really uh, found in Vancouver. You know, being a former Holby Baker winner at Northeastern, I think he should have a pretty. Um, I think he, you know, if he's given a chance, I think he could be an easy, uh, could be a pretty good player. But right now, uh, Gaudet will not be returning to the Blackhawks after he was traded to the team from Vancouver uh, at the last season's trade deadline. <clears throat> In some baseball news, a outfield target for the White Sox, Mark Canna, has officially signed with the New York Mets. Um, so that's a, that's a tough tough break there. Canna, 32 year old, uh, who had been playing his entire career in Oakland. Um, I feel like he was a pretty good option for the right field position. Uh, he could also be a guy who could occasionally play the infield, mainly first base. Uh, he had 17 home runs with a 231 batting average and 61 RBIs this season with Oakland. Um, so I feel like he would be a nice option. I wouldn't think he'd be 
too expensive. I feel like he'd be a nice uh, nice pickup for that right field position, but the Mets are going to sign him. They also signed Starling Marte to a big contract, the other uh, Athletics outfielder. He's mainly a center fielder. I don't think he really would have fit with this team, but either way, uh, that's some uh, that's some news there from the MLB. And uh, Mark Hanna now officially picked up. And uh, where will the Bears go from here following their victory over the Detroit Lions? So definitely not a good victory by the Bears. That game was very far from impressive. Um, you know, Bears needed uh, needed a last-second field goal to beat one of the worst teams. Actually, the worst team in the NFL. But they did end their losing streak, which is a good sign. Uh, they snapped their 45-day losing streak and allowed Nagy some, uh, I guess, some relief for the long weekend. Now, if he had lost that game, there was really no doubt he was going to get fired uh, on the spot there. But he has given himself some uh, some more time, I guess, game plan for, uh, the, for the Arizona Cardinals. And that's going to be a tough game. The Cardinals are going to be coming in to next weekend on a bye. So you're hoping or no, you're thinking that uh, Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins, two big parts of that offense, are going to be healthy after missing the past couple weeks. Um so that's going to be even worse for the for the Bears who have had a lot of struggles in that secondary, especially with and that slot position with with Kendall Vildor playing how bad he playing as bad as he has, uh, you know, trying to see where Artie Burns is at uh, after he had that ACL tear last season. Uh, it's definitely going to be a tough game. I think the Cardinals uh, have a lot of potential, and you know, they have a lot of good receivers in Rondell Moore, um, AJ Green, like I said, Hopkins. They're a very good passing team. They've also run the ball incredibly well. They have the NFL's leading touchdown getter in James Conner. Um, so he's been very good in goal line situations. They have Chase Edmonds, even though uh, I believe he's been injured the past, or uh, I believe he was injured last week. Uh, but still, they have a pretty solid running game as well. So uh, you know, the Bears have a lot to look out here, out for here. This is why you know they're a top five team in the NFL because they are so dangerous on offense. Their defense isn't too bad either. Um, They've got a lot of key contributors on that defensive line, Chandler Jones being being the main piece there. Uh, secondary's also got some nice pieces, Buda Baker, uh, Byron Murphy, uh, no all sorts of no all sorts of big players here uh, for Arizona. So I think uh, the Bears are going to have a very tough test ahead of them. Uh, hopefully, we're going to see some guys like Akeem Hicks, Allen Robinson return to the lineup here. But uh, right now, Bears are going to have a very tough test ahead of them next weekend, taking on the Arizona Cardinals. And that's going to do it for today's episode of the podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in, and I'll see you guys tomorrow.